Hello, thank you for listening to I'm Speaking with Elizabeth West. I am your host. And this episode will be about what I've been watching, reading, and listening to. Uh, that will be, again, that will be what, it will be about what I've been watching, reading, and listening to. And uh, I had, I've been actually watching a lot of holiday movies. I love holiday movies. So I'm going to save that since it's a little bit late now <laughs> that I'm actually recording um one of these episodes as far as what I'm watching reading and listening to I'll save that one for the next holiday season so the end of this year uh and I'll talk about my favorite holiday movies uh, that uh I love or that I've either they're that are new or or oldies but goodies I'll do that one at the end of this year closer to the holiday season but I did watch a lot of holiday movies during the holiday season because I love holiday movies <laughs> Um, but most recently what I've been watching, reading and listening to the first thing I've been watching is, uh, uh, the movie called the color room spelled C O L O U R room. And it's because it takes place in, in London or around the London area in, in the United Kingdom. And it has, it's starring a lot of actors, but the main actor is, uh, her she plays Daphne Bridgerton on the Bridgerton series and her real name is Phoebe Denevor. I believe it's Denevor, Denevor. Uh, but she plays Phoebe, I'm sorry, Daphne Bridgerton on Bridgerton, uh, the Netflix series. So she's really good. And the color room, I'm going to read a little bit of more about what it is about. And it takes place it takes place in so let's see i'm going to read what the what the description of what they put again i'm watching this in amazon prime so it says the color room follows the journey of a determined working class woman clarice cliff as she breaks the glass ceiling and revolutionizes the workplace in the 20th century Clarice Cliff is a vivacious young factory worker in the industrial British Midlands of the 1920s. So it is it's really good. So it's basically this woman in the 1920s. I'm like, wow, there, even though that wasn't super long ago, it's long enough ago to where women couldn't really do too much. I mean, <laughs> this is in... This is in like the London area, you know, England and and uh, women over there couldn't couldn't really do anything, couldn't really do much. I mean, all you, you could get married and, you know, but as far as having your own business or something like that, it's uh, it was like tough to come by. So. Yeah, the color room, it was really, really, really good. The, and I, I believe it is a, I feel like it was a true story. Let me see here. I swore it was a true story because they said at the end of it. But so it's, it's basically, she's very creative. Clarice Cliff she's very creative she's naturally creative like very good at art like pottery and all kinds of art she's just really good at it 
and she just believed in herself and she would see like she would get magazines and see what art was what kind of artwork was going on as far as like art pieces from from vases to just any kind of art and she would she would just like save the clippings from the magazines and she would always think to herself that she wanted to do that she wanted to make make those things make those items and she just the women back back then they could just work in the factories and not even only certain departments in a factory that they could work at they could do like putting the the flowers on plates in cups they could do that but like there were certain departments that women could not work in only men could work in other certain departments and women could work in certain departments so one of those departments was like putting putting a drawing a picture or putting the imprint of like some flowers on some on a plate or on plates on you know that was just your job all day you just put the print imprint of the flowers on the plate and she just so she had a job it, it I guess at the time it was a decent job it was a good job and and she was still looked like it looked like she was I guess it says working class here but it looked like yeah they're pretty looked like they were pretty poor or I guess it was considered working class and so Clarice uh, the main character she just has this idea that she's going to do this art that she sees in the magazine that's what's going on in Paris and you know in other parts of Europe and she just has this dream that she's going to do that because she has the talent you know and everyone's telling her even everybody in her family friends they're just like actually let me bring this to light she looks to me that she has ADHD or the characteristic the traits of somebody that has ADHD because she's she's not to say that you can't be creative if you don't have ADHD, but I don't mean that by any means. But just looking at her, I was like, I could totally see a lot of the traits that I have myself. She's like all over the place, basically. Like she would come in the house, take off her shoes, and her mom was just like, ah, you know, Clarice, why are you always taking your shoes off? And then her mom would always trip over her shoes. So she was like, ah, oh, Clarice, like, golly, you know. And then she had a sister, and her sister was always, her mom and her sister were always like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just com- conform? Like, you know, just, you know, marry a nice man or whatever. But she just had these ideas that she wanted to do her own thing. Very creative, very artistic, and just had dreams of 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 doing this artwork that she sees in the magazine. So uh, anyhow, not to give it away, but kind of to give it away, she she does follow. So spoiler alert, she does follow through with it and and actually ends up doing like spearheading an art project and she she ends up getting promoted and it was all really by her sheer boldness and not giving up like she just never gave up she was bold she spoke her mind she was very very free daydreamed a lot and uh again I see a lot of traits as far as ADHD I would say that she definitely (laughs) had it had it for sure so um yeah so anyway that's the color room and that has actress her real name is phoebe denever and she plays if you watch bridgerton on netflix which i love that show she plays daphne on um bridgerton daphne bridgerton on the bridgerton series 
And so The Color Room, that's one that I saw. I really enjoyed that one, that movie. Um, Another movie that I saw is called Did You Hear About the Morgans? Um, Which is kind of like a, I guess it's, yeah, it's kind of like a comedy. And I'll read what it says in um, the description. So it's Did You Hear About the Morgans? And it has actors Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant. And this is the description. It says, Manhattan power couple Paul and Meryl Morgan, Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker, are teetering on the edge of divorce when they witness a murder and become targets of a contract killer. The FBI, protecting its witnesses, whisk away the Morgans from their beloved city to a tiny town in in Wyoming. And a relationship that was on the rocks threatens to end completely. So it's, it's, it's a cute movie. I liked it. I remember when it came out, it came out, I guess it was in 2009. And I remember seeing the ads for it and, uh, and I'm just a Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker fan is myself as well. Like I, I just love her. She's a great actress. I just love her as an actress, as a creator, as a creative. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it, the movie was cute. I liked it. Uh, did you hear about the Morgans more? It's a comedy. And if I were to sum it up in my, in my words, it was a couple that was like on the brink of divorce and with this, them getting whisked away because they witnessed a murder. So they had to get whisked away so that they wouldn't get killed by the, by the, the murderer that they witnessed murdering someone else. And so they actually end up finding more about, more out about each other and, it kind of what you could kind of foresee but they end up falling back in love with each other so again another spoiler alert but it's it's a good one it's cute did you hear about the morgans and that's with um again sarah jessica parker and hugh grant and then another movie that i saw recently was called is called carmen and that movie i really enjoyed it i wish it was it had a different ending. Um, actually, I don't know. It just, I feel like it needed a little something, but, um, you know what? <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a cinematographer, or anything, but, um, uh, I feel like it could have had some, a little bit of something, but, um, it was, I liked it. It's called Carmen and I'll read the description. It says in a village on the Mediterranean Island of Malta, which I've been wanting to visit Mal- ever since I heard about Malta, the country of Malta. I'm like, I think I want to visit Malta because it's really, they're like in the middle, again, it's Mediterranean. Um, it's a part of Europe. And anyhow, it just looks beautiful from what I see. It looks amazing. So anyway, so I'll re- continue with the description. So it says, in a village on the Medi- Mediterranean island of Malta, Carmen has looked after her brother, the local priest, since she was 16 years old. Now almost 50, she is suddenly left to start a new life after his death. Facing her past, Carmen brings color to the lives of the villagers in this compelling story about a woman finding her voice. I just loved it. I loved it because she was, she had been like basically like a servant to her brother, which I was like, what is this? Like, I guess it, it's a thing, but, um, Her brother was a priest for many years and since she was 16, she basically had to, was his servant, like took care of him. So because priests can't get married, so I guess the sister has to take care of, if your brother is a priest, I guess you have to take care of your brother and you're, you're their sister. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, so all of her life, you know. So the movie starts out with she just looks washed up, like not because she's not living her life. She's not living what she wants to. She's not doing what she wants to do. She's just basically taking care of her brother. And um, her brother passes away. And then she basically is homeless because of that, because the only reason why they were able to stay where they were staying is because her brother was the priest. And when he was alive, they had this um, an, an automatic apartment like that they could stay in. So she really was SOL with that when her brother passed away. I mean, when he was alive, she was SOL. And then when he died, she was even more SOL. So it was basically like homeless. And I remember her talking to one of the head. I'm not sure the name, but forgive me. I'm sorry, but I don't. But the name of the the head priest and she's like, okay, so what am I going to do now? I was taking care of my brother, you know, who was the priest for many, many years. And now that he's, he's passed away, what, where do I, where am I going to live? And the, the priest was just like, oh, you know, basically like tough, like tough luck. Like you're just going to be homeless. Like you didn't even offer to help or anything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what, what is this? This is crazy. I can't believe it. Like that that happens and that's the world we live in that wow it's just wow but I loved it because she was finding her voice and at one point she meets this young guy that is digging her and he's probably young enough to be her son maybe I don't know but um he he really he really likes her he has a crush on her and she likes him too and but she doesn't, but she doesn't, um, and he's flirting with her like totally and she, like, he's trying to kiss her and she's just like, like, no, no, basically she's stopping herself. But then again, because of society, I can see that as well. Like women, if it was the other way around, the older man and younger woman, no problem, no problem. No problems, right? But then when it's a younger man and an older woman, it's like she just felt like she could not, um, she could not give in to that quote unquote temptation, I guess. Um, when she sure, she sure could have because she was not married. You know, I mean, she was taking care of her brother that was a priest for many, many years since she was 16. And now she's like almost 50. And it's like, anyway, I was just like, what? I was just like, oh, would you please like get with that guy? <laughs> Cause he, he really liked her. He really, like really, really, really was digging her and, um, flirting with her. And she was not flirting at all. He was just flirting with her the whole time. He really liked her. So anyway, I was just wishing she would just like <laughs> give in to, like, to his flirtation, but she was just kind of like, um, anyway, you'll see the movie you'll see, but it's very cute. So the actress that's in it is, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Natasha Meckel. McElhone, McElhone or McElhoney. Um, she is from the UK. She's in a lot of movies. She's in a lot of movies. Um, yeah, I'm like, I know her face. I've seen her all around and she's beautiful. Um, yeah, she's in a lot of movies. Natasha McElhone, McElhone or McElhoney. And, uh, anyhow, yeah, Carmen movie Carmen so that's great um another flick that I saw recently oh no that was the third one okay 
Next. <laughs> that was number three. Because <laughs> I told myself, I said, I'm going to do three of each. Um, so it's not too long. And I can always save other movies that I saw for the next time I do one of these watching what I'm watching, reading and listening to. Okay, so the next one is what I've been reading. And by reading, sometimes I do actually read a physical book, but these are audible books. So um, I'm listening to these books, right? So what I'm reading is one of the books that I've read recently. It's called Right to Riches by Renee Rose. And it's W-R-I-T-E to Riches. But then on, if you look at the cover of the book, she crosses off W-R-I-T-E with R-I-G-H-T. So she crosses off right, R-W-R-I-T-E, and, and she changes it to R-I-G-H-T. So it can be both because she's an author. And it's really about changing your way of thinking about making money as an author. I plan on being an author and well, many times over and uh, fairly soon. But whether you're an author or not, it's a lot of advice on switching how you'll make money and your journey. And one thing that she says, one line that she says at the beginning um, of the book is kind of like when you see someone else that has something that maybe you want or you would like to be where they are, you're you're just kind of saying to yourself, I'll have some of that like that. I like that that line. And I've noticed I've caught myself saying it since I've read the book which was just a couple weeks ago and I was like I'll have some of that and it's like it's funny how it will it will happen it's like kind of like manifesting just because you're saying I'll have some of that so instead of saying instead of being envious like uh I I, I'm I'm mad this person has what I want or I would like to I wish I had that I wish I wish I had this I wish I had that you're just kind of saying I'll have some of that and then you're kind of changing your way of thinking and I like the way what she's I'm picking up what she's putting down because the way she talks about manifesting things. Um, so whether you're an author or not, it just talks about like positive affirmations and manifesting things in and, and anybody can anybody that wants to manifest like, you know, positive uh, versus negative sayings and and affirmations, this is a book for you. So basically everybody, pretty much. So again, it's called Right to Riches. W-R-I-T-E to Riches by Renee Rose. And again, it's a darling book. I really liked it. I'm going to listen to it again because I really liked what she said. I'm picking up what she's putting down as far as there's other manifestation books, you know what I mean, that I've read and that I have and that I like. But I really liked her point of view like how she said, I'll have some of that. And just kind of like another thing that she says in the book is is how if you're going somewhere and you're just dreading it, changing, kind of like thinking about it almost in the opposite sense. Like you're thinking, this is going to be easy. Like it's going to be easy breezy. This is going to be an easy breezy day or this is going to be an easy breezy situation. And you're just kind of like putting yourself, you're kind of like assuming, but in a positive way. So instead of assuming the bad, like... Me, I'll be one to be like, oh, this is going to this is going to be one of those days. It's going to be a long day. And, you know, like just like, ugh, right, like, ugh. And it's just like instead of that, I can change my thoughts to be like, this is going to be easy breezy. You know what I mean? And then 
for all you know, it will be easy breezy just because you're just kind of changed your energy about it. So anyway, Rights to Riches by Renee Rose. Right to Riches by Renee Rose, um, rather. Okay, another book that I uh, listened to, and I listened to so many more books recently because of my back pains, because it would take my mind off of the excruciating back pains. I'm not fully recovered yet, um, and I'm having a doctor's appointment soon. But in the process of being in the pain, it really helped to listen to audiobooks and podcasts because it took my mind off of the pain. So that's why I'm li- not to say that I have to have a reason, but that's why I really listen to many, many, many more books than I usually listen to on Audible. I listened to many more um, within the last month or so. Second book is Quiet. The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, a.k.a. The Introvert Book, which came out in 2012 by Susan Cain. And what a profound book. Oh, my gosh. I have my own, I guess I'll say, situation with the book Quiet. It was one of the dots on my connecting the dots, how I found out about my uh, about my self-awareness as far as being an introvert. Uh, and uh, it was because a family member of mine read the book and they were telling me about it like, oh, I'm an introvert like that. And then when they were telling me like some of the, the traits, I guess I'll say, I was like, I am too like that. And it's like basically finding out that it's just recharging. So that was one of the dots I connected was a family member of mine reading the book, telling me about the book quiet. I had not read it yet. Not until now. And oh my gosh, it's a it's a long one. It's long to listen to. So I know it's a big book because it has to be. I'm sure it's a yeah, the books has to be huge because the audible was was a was a was long. Um, but it was really profound. It's really profound. The what what Susan Cain did. Oh my gosh like a Bible, like the Bible for introverts, basically. And it just, it just talks, she just covers everything, everything about the history of why the United States, for example, has become so like extrovert is is great and introverted is bad. Extroverted is amazing and introverts are, are, are horrible or terrible. <laughs> um, it she talks about everything from the beginning of that where it started, and when the country started to grow, and when people didn't know their neighbors, and so they had to learn these these tactics and these things to to sell whatever they were trying to sell, right? To make money, to make ends meet, and so she covers everything, everything you could think of. She covers it. Susan Cain, Quiet: The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Amazing, amazing book. Another amazing book. And then another book that I listened to was it's called Playing Big by Tara Moore. And it's Find Your Voice. The full title is Playing Big, Find Your Voice, Your Mission, and Your Message. And so that's by Tara Moore. And that is a really, another very, very, very good book. If I were to sum it up, I would say it's really, really great as far as I mean, anybody in business, but more aim more towards women in business because we usually play small. 
which is let's just keep it real. We do. We women as women, we're conditioned. You know what I mean? We're conditioned to play small. So it's just in our which is another book, actually, by the way, that I want to read. Um, I have it. Uh, anyway, so I, another book that I want to read that's called um, Patriarchy Stress Disorder. And that's by Dr. Valerie Rain. And uh, I'm on her mailing list and everything. And uh, yeah, so that's another book that it's not on Audible, though. She doesn't have it on Audible. And I know I ordered it from her directly because she put it out in audible format and I purchased it it was a couple years ago now I purchased it and I got to find out where did it go where did it get downloaded to because she doesn't have it on audible she has her own private um way that that she did it for audio so I have to find out how to listen to it but uh that's another book I'd like to check out um read check out listen to is uh patriarchy stress disorder but playing big by tara moore find your voice your mission your mission your message very very good book and it just talks about how again women and more aim more towards women in business because we do usually play small i mean we do usually play small period you know what i mean and so it's just talking about yeah finding your voice your mission and your message and and talking about how we can play big you know and how she talks about um the jewish religion and how there's like a term and i can't i don't have it at the top of my head but there are two terms that one means fear but it's fear of the unknown versus in a lot of um women and people in general but women a lot of women we take that to mean like we should not do something but it's not it's not really like a fear that we shouldn't do something it's more of a fear of the unknown like we just don't know and so but then sometimes we let that stop us nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten we let that stop us a lot of the times because we're thinking maybe I shouldn't do this it's telling me not to do this this fear when really it's not it's just something that we're not it's the unknown fear of the unknown and some and how more times than not we'll let that stop us as far as women in what you know exerting ourselves and in um and playing big basically so yeah that was huge that was really good so playing big by Tara Moore that's the third one and now I'm gonna go to let's see watching reading listening to so listening to even though I was listening to those, but those are considered books, <laughs> audible books. So listening to are the, let's see here. All right. So what I've been listening to is one of the podcasts is uh, Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. And uh, his most recent episodes he has interviewed Taraji P. Henson. That was amazing, an amazing interview. And uh, I talked about this, actually, this podcast, I think, on another uh, one of my, what I've been watching, reading, and listening to. But anyhow, Taraji P. Henson, that interview was amazing. That's been recent. I think that was the beginning of the year, the beginning of the year. And he also interviewed, most recently, Henry Louis Gates Jr., and that's the host of finding your roots 
So if you watch the show Finding Your Roots, that's the ho- he's the host. Amazing interview. Oh my gosh, so so much information. He's like a wealth of information that guy. I mean, Henry Louis Gates Jr. Oh my gosh, amazing. And uh, again, so these are kind of recent uh, interviews, but Dex Shepard is a really good interviewer and he definitely found his calling. So yeah, armchair expert with Dex Shepard. And he also has a co-host and but Dax Shepard is um, the main host. So let's see here. Number two, and I don't have her name in front of me. That's why I'm kind of like paused for a second. Uh, Minnie, Minnie Mouse, they call her Minnie Mouse, her, her, her name that he gave her the nickname, but, uh, and I don't know why I'm having a brain fog, but, uh, with Dax Shepard and he has a co-host as well. And, uh, okay. So the second, um, podcast that I've been listening to is called what now with Trevor Noah, love Trevor Noah. I'm a fan. He is just so funny to me and he just speaks it. He keeps it real and, and another great interviewer. He and he's very empathetic. I feel like he could, he could be an empath because he's always empathetic, and that's what makes his interview so good because he's empathetic. Like Oprah, Oprah is an empath, and you see why. That's why her interviews are so good. She's an empath. So, um, what now with Trevor Noah? That's the second one. And Trevor Noah, he's had it just started his 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 podcast just started like I want to say the end of last year. And it's, a, I believe it's a Spotify exclusive, but it's called What Now with Trevor Noah. And one of his most, well, his first interview was with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That was really good. And most recently, he's interviewed Janelle Monet, which I'm a Janelle Monet fan. So I love that interview. Really good. And another interview he had recently is Kevin with Kevin Hart. And it's so funny. And then when they, when they, they joke back and forth with each other. It's hilarious. Like Kevin, Kevin Hart, he'll just be like, yes, Trevor, Trevor. And he says his name. He's like, no, Trevor. Or yes, Trevor. <laughs> He's like, what are you trying to say, Trevor? <laughs> it's so hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, they even crack up. And in the middle of the interview, they're both cracking up. Trevor Noah and Kevin Hart just cracking up because they know they're like, jo- they're like trying to sound serious, but you know that they're joking and then they just start cracking up. It's so funny. But those are some of his most recent interviews. Um, Janelle Monáe was amazing. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that interview was amazing. And also Kevin Hart, that was really good too. And the third podcast that I've been listening to, and I think I mentioned this one on a past, uh, what I've been watching, reading, and listening to. I have many pod, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, many podcasts on my on my radar as far as like, I, I don't believe there's such thing as too many podcasts because I feel like it's your mood, you know, in your mood, you might, I might want to listen to, you know, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach and, and Amanda Glennon Doyle's sister. I might want to listen to that one day. And then the next week I might want to listen to, you know, a, a podcast, you know, regarding work or another another one I might want to listen to something regarding regarding life you know what I mean so it just depends on my mood so I have a lot of podcasts I love podcasts and 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 I will change it up from time to time depending on my mood so 
we can do hard things is a is a is a good one that one is with glennon doyle uh, as i mentioned a little bit before glennon glennon doyle her wife abby wambach the soccer player star uh champion soccer player and uh Glennon's sister Amanda I don't think her her name is not Doyle because she's married so I don't remember her her married name so I'll just say Amanda um is uh, and she always refers to her Glennon always refers to her as sister and Glennon Doyle is the author of the book Untamed the popular best-selling book Untamed amazing book and I got it in print and I read it in print it was over the pandemic loved it and it's an easy it's even though it's a big book, it's an easy read because her chapters are really short. So it was great when I would just wanted to read before I went to bed, for example, you could just read a chapter and then that's how I got through the book. You know, her chapters are short, short and sweet. Um, they're really good. And anyway, so for her, she wrote the book Untamed. She wrote many other books too. another great author. And um, but yeah, she wrote the book Untamed, which uh, was huge bestseller a huge book and uh, I'm actually planning on getting that book on audible as well because it's one of those ones that you would want to read over from time to time because it's so good that you can still you know utilize the information like reread it and so I'm thinking to get that book on eventually on audible as well as as the print version I got the print version originally but I'm thinking to get the audible version at some point all right and so three listening that's what i'm listening to right now and of course i've listened to more than this but i'm going to keep it short and sweet so it's not like overkill with everything as far as watching reading and listening to and yeah so that's what's going on recently again the books i've been listening to many many more books than that as well as podcasts more books than podcasts because of again um being in that pain the back pain for for the the most excruciating part of it which was um now it's not excruciating it's still pain but it's it's got it's improved which I'm thankful for but back when I was listening to all these books it was when I was like I was out sick and I could not do anything I could not you know go into work I couldn't uh, everything hurt so I'm just thankful to have something take my mind off of it with these with the audiobooks, for example, that I was able to listen to um, in in during the course of me going through having that excruciating pain. So it took my mind off of it. So I'm just thankful for that. So, yeah, so that's everything for now. What I've been watching, reading and listening to and then uh, until I do another one of these. So thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy or appreciate any of my episodes, if you please share it with a friend, that would be great. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. Cheers to speaking up and for making your voice heard.